When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Horn. It is a midweek movie music edition of Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. My man Patrick takes uh, jams from a certain soundtrack of a movie that inspired him. Um, and then based on you know those songs that he plays for us today, we're supposed to be able to gather clues and hints that lead us to whatever the featured movie is for midweek movie music. And right now, we know it's a heavy reggae theme. And that's about all we know. I, I mean, I can give you some hints. Uh, Please might, do. We might need it. I mean, right first of all, you don't have any nothing. thoughts, this, right? Yeah. This, this song right here is a titular song. It is sung by the main actor. Okay. This movie Ooh, uh, by, by the main actor. By the main actor. This oh. movie is uh, was uh, deemed culturally, historically, and aesthetically significant by the Library of Congress and selected for preservation in the National Recording Registry. It is a, a very influential. Movie and soundtrack. Well, I would think that the soundtrack's more influential than the movie, even. But sounds like Bob Marley or something like that. But it's not Bob Marley. But here's, I was gonna say, it can't be Stella got his got a groove back. Nope, it is before that. Also, you're gonna have to go way, wow. way back on this uh, one. Okay, yeah, I, I have no shot. I don't think I. Have Are we ready one to go either. for this? The history lesson. Yes. Yeah. This is the Let harder they come. Okay. The harder they come, it is known as the most influential Jamaican movie ever. Okay. The soundtrack uh, is is thought to have basically made reggae worldwide popular. This soundtrack is was probably the first thing that a lot of people across the world heard reggae from. Wow. And it's uh, I've never seen the movie. I've read about the movie. Uh, it's a it's a crazy, apparently a crazy movie uh, about a kid who comes up and. Basically, he he wants to be a musician, but everything, he's living in Jamaica, and things keep going wrong against him, and uh, then he records a song, and they don't put it out because they're like, oh, no, we don't ever want you to make money, and then he becomes a drug dealer, and then wow. when they, he becomes a folk hero, and then they put the song out and becomes famous from it, but then that he's running wild. from the law. It's, it's apparently a crazy movie. It came out 50 years ago today. Wow. In the U.S. Okay, there you go. I've never even heard of it. There you go. That's why I love Let's, it. Yeah, the harder they come, check it out. It is a uh, very influential, and the whole soundtrack is just a bunch of cool reggae. All right. So I thought it's a good soundtrack. Blow, blow, blow. <laughs> love that thing. 
That you know, is, we don't have enough reggae. Today is all reggae. There you that's go, all reggae. There no, you go. I'm, I'm, I'm glad. And plus, yeah. that's why I love midweek movie music because I should always I learn prepared? something new. Should I be prepared for Tejano next week? Uh, maybe. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> did Selena come out this many years ago? Hey, I'm down for it too, man. No <laughs> doubt. Uh, there you go. Thanks, my man Patrick. He's always uh, educating us and enlightening us uh, with all the uh, musical theme, musically themed days of the week. You can be a part of the show on the Specs text line. It's the best way to do it, 512-337-3776. You also hit us up via Twitter, Hodges at Hardball Hodges in the Twitterverse. My man Patrick Davis at It's Patrick Davis, and I'm at Rod Babers in the Twitterverse. All right, let's get to some of these uh, Longhorn news notes and nuggets because there's a ton of different Longhorn-related items. Uh, The first I want to get into is uh, the Combine invites have been announced. Mm -hmm. Uh, You have five Longhorn players who were invited to the NFL Combine officially, Rojo, um, Roshan Johnson, Bijan Robinson, Merle Ojimo, DeMarvion Overshone, and Kendra Coburn. No Deshaun Jameson. That's interesting to me. Yeah, I thought I thought Deshaun Jameson would definitely get an invite. I'm a little surprised he did not get an invite. I thought Anthony Cook had learned earned a way to get an yeah, invite yeah, as well. Yeah. I think both of those guys, I mean – they, didn't they just come back from the Senior Bowl or East-West Shrine game or something they like that? They did. Both of those guys, yeah. I believe, were participants yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, so, uh, well, it doesn't mean that your journey's over. Of course, no. you've got to – you know, you got to impress. You got one chance to impress at your pro day as opposed to having those two opportunities yep. to, you know, get your times down and go through all the drills. So they'll just have to really focus on that Texas pro day, which has obviously not been announced just yet. So yep. I think for Rojo, though, I'm hearing, I, mean, I keep hearing good things about Rojo. Day yeah. two or, you know, early day three kind of guy, late day two, early day three kind of guy. And he's going to test really well at the combine, man. He's 6'2", 225, and he's a power back. Because I would point out, he's got a highest, higher, higher broken tackle rate. As a matter of fact, he's got the highest broken tackle rate in college football in the last two years. Um, and he actually has more yards after contact per carry than Bijan Robinson. So, so I'm not saying he's better than Bijan. No, I'm just no, saying no. his productivity shows it's right up there with Bijan. Man, I, I think Texans or Cowboys would get a steal with Rojo late in the middle middle of the draft. No, no doubt about it. But the one thing that I'm concerned about for him going to this combine is he has that broken bone in his hand. I wonder he how he's going to be able to to be able to work out and be able to it's do true. some of the things that he's been a, capable of doing. And the fact too, I mean, people already knows that he's one tough son of a gun because he pl- he finished out the entire day at that senior bowl mm-hmm. reps and he had a broken hand. So yeah. people understand that this dude is about that life and if you have you spend 10 minutes with him, you know his mentality immediately. Yeah. Cuz all the coaches, this is the one thing that I think is going to help now is now that Texas has these many guys going into it, the coaches have obviously spoke well of these guys. Very true. And people are starting to look at these classes and say you can't deny everybody in the program because there is some talent there. We talked about it earlier in the mm-hmm. year when Pro Football Focus kept grading out the defensive line as one of the best in the country mm-hmm. because of the numbers that they were having. Oh, no so question. This is, this is starting that other direction for Texas athletics. It's been a long time since we can sit here and say that Texas is sending five guys to, to the NFL Combine. Now I think we're going to start seeing this more often for this Texas football team. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I totally agree. It definitely should be the case with more regularity. Um, but also Bijan, and we know Bijan. I mean, his, everybody wants to see 
I mean, how fast Bijan's going to run? I wouldn't doubt if Bijan decided maybe not to run at the combine. No. He he could he could. I'm just, fast enough. Yeah, he can honestly. Bijan could be one of those guys can decide not to run the forty at all, nope. um, and still be okay. The truth is, they have the body monitors, the tracking devices on players. They can literally get your miles per hour in game, real time football situations pads on. Yeah, and so there are a lot of players who go, man, I have I have documented evidence. Mm-hmm. All right, you're talking about. Um, uh, yeah. You know, digital timing of my speed in game right. with pads on, outrunning DBs. Why do you need? Man, you got it tracked. Remember, they're hoping like, oh, we need to be able to digitally track it electronically. Now they they have the the body monitors on their person, and we can get literally whether it's sports info solutions. Or, yeah, on exercise. I think the coaches they have access to it too. Absolutely. So I, yeah, the forty at one point. I know it's the sexy thing for the combine. That's ding, what they want to promote. Ding. But it will be considered obsolete by a lot of the big time prospects coming out because they'll go, no, 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 you have my digital timing. Um, you know, the university says, but they'll say, oh, no, we want our own. And pretty soon, I bet there'll be a, a, a maybe a service or a company that decides, all right, we're going to do the we're going to do the physical body monitors for college and pro. And then we'll be the trusted source. Yeah, right, you, that we'll would be, be smart. That yeah, would we'll, be smart. If we'll be the trusted source. So yeah, you ain't got to worry about forties. We'll we'll track all that kind of stuff. But they'll still test the other stuff, the five ten five, yep. all the other drills, yeah, all the but shuttles the, and yeah, all that the, stuff. The you're talking about the importance of the forty yard dash. That's antiquated, man. Because it the really thing about is. it is, you can it, run it, fast, but you may be terrible at football. Exactly. Yeah. You it's know, called, it's called football speed. Exactly. I need to see you guys. What did Jerry Rice tell him? Yeah. I'm fast enough. You couldn't catch me. I never saw Jerry Rice get tackled from behind. Four and five. everybody kept talking about how slow he was. He was. He yeah. four five. There, there will still be those guys who are the track guys who yeah, will want to do, do it. Yeah. Because they're like, oh, no, this is my selling it, point. Exactly. It helps you. <laughs> so there will be. Yeah. So, yeah, it'll get to the point where it'll be certain guys doing it. But, yeah, especially like I think we'll get rid of more O-linemen and D-linemen doing it unless they're one of those ones that are freaks that can do it really fast. And then they want to do it to show you, yes. hey, man, I'm an O-lineman, but I got a 4-9. Yeah. yeah. And honestly, the, the the real value of the 40 is actually the first like, 10, 15 yards that they try to time you of that. Right. Which they try to do, too, because that shows your explosion. Yeah, but, just use the burst. Yeah, the burst, and yeah. that's more what it is. But anyway, the, that that – Bijan, I wouldn't be surprised if he decides, no, I'm not doing that. And he is the all-time leader for pro football focus in career – sorry, in forced missed tackles in a season, single-season forced missed tackles. Uh, Moro Ojimo, 6'3", 280. Uh-huh. Uh, remember – He's young. He is young. He's young. How old is he now? I think he's like 23. Okay. He's, he's, no, no, he's no, probably he's, not. He's, he's, probably, like, he's probably like 21. I was going to say, that ain't young. Because yeah. remember, he came to school. He was he's, 17 he years was, old. He was 17. And people forget that. Yeah. That shows you got a lot of upside. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, that's kind of reminds me, like, I think that Rojo has a lot of upside because he's only been playing running back for four years. Yeah. So I really like him, his upside because he's only been playing running back for four years. You got to think, oh, man, that guy, if he gets, you know, the proper coaching, which he's already got some good coaching at Texas, but his upside could be phenomenal mm-hmm. if that is the case. Um, yeah, um, but more Ojimo, same thing because he's really young. Yep. Getting back to the point you just made, Harge, he's one of those young guys, and he's versatile. He had 244 snaps on the interior this year in D-line, had 114 on the edge. They moved him around a lot. That's going to help him at the next level. And you can you know, really use him in a lot of different shades up front. Pro Football Focus said he was one of five Power 5 interior D-linemen that was graded top five as a pass rusher and a run defender. Yeah. 
That's so crazy to me. So the Texans had the best interior D line in the country last year, whether you want to believe it or not. Yeah, Longhorn fans, and I think Longhorn fans will agree. Like, yeah, it did seem like it was a a damn <laughs> that was a damn impressive interior D line. It was the best. Pro Football Focus has it as the best interior D line in the country last year. If you look at all the interior D linemen and how they graded out, yeah, and he all those guys were graded seventy seven or above, and they still, of course, have Sweat coming back. Who's going to be one of those guys? Byron Murphy coming back. Alfred Collins coming back. They're still pretty deep. Yeah, he's twenty one and a half. There you go. See, exactly. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that is amazing to me, especially when you think about who this young man is, what he brought to this team, the leadership that he had. Um, he got in trouble for being outspoken but didn't yep. lie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know hey, what I'm saying? Didn't keep, lie. When keeping it real goes wrong, <laughs> and it went wrong for more old That's how good he was, though. They still yep. had to play him. Exactly. Still had to play him. Because he had that talent. Man, no doubt. Uh, so I think, yeah, he's going to make himself some money at the Combine, too. Uh, DeMario and Overshawn. Yep. Perfect new age modern-day linebacker, a hybrid but situationally in the NFL, potentially a linebacker that you don't have to take off the field. His thing is he's going to be trying to fight for reps on the field on early downs. Right. I think deep defensive corner is going to love him potentially on passing downs and on late downs, um, but he's got to learn how to play on those running downs because he's still morphing into a linebacker. Only playing linebacker for what? Four years, three years now. Three years. Yeah, for so be fourth yeah. year playing linebacker. That that's a lot of upside though. And if you want to move him back to free safety or strong safety, he can play that too because that's what he was coming in to the university as he was coming. He came to Texas as a safety, one of the top safeties in the country. He has that type of ability. I've always compared him to um, what's his name, Joey Browner, not Joey Browner, the the Cam oh. Chancellor. Cam Chancellor. Cam Chancellor. I've always looked at him as that type of position where he can come down and be an enforcer and possibly have some good coverage as he comes out. So I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do at the next level because you've been talking about it for a long time, Rod, positionless football. He's a prime example of being somebody that can play positionless football because he can go sideline to sideline. Kendrick Coburn's the other guy uh, that's invited to the combine, and he had a, he had a really fantastic senior season. Glad he came back because he made himself a lot of money, and he's going to benefit in the NFL now because there is an uptick mm-hmm. in the uh, percentage and the rates of power concepts and counters in the NFL. So more teams are running instead of the inside and outside zone, which has become extremely popular, especially the, the Shanahan zone blocking scheme, running that, that inside and outside zone, which stresses defenses horizontally. And they it, for so because of that, you need defenders that can defend down the line of scrimmage. All right. And defend those horizontal gaps in the zone blocking scene, especially with the outside zone. So they have recruited defenders who can do that, can run, as my man Hardy said, sideline to sideline. Mm-hmm. Well, now to, you know, uh, adapt to that and to counter that no pun intended, more teams are running counters and power schemes and more gap schemes. And because of that, you're going to need defenders who now can defend more vertical gaps and can penetrate and disrupt. And this year, Kendrick Coburn proved that he can be one of those guys um, that can be one of those stop gap defenders that can really plug a hole and that can penetrate and disrupt, whether it be for the run or 
that can even do it uh, on passing down. So he's a run-stuffing, gap-eating D-tackle, which was devalued in the NFL where more teams were stressing teams horizontally in the running game and they need defenders to go down the line of scrimmage, sideline to sideline. Well, now you need defenders who can actually hold their ground and eat up gaps and stuff the run. That's now KMJ Coburn because teams have countered with more gap power schemes. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's it's good for him. He's and he's nothing he can do with the combine other than lift. And he can, I'm sure, when his bench press, he can show that he can do a lot. But they love the D line, the five ten five. I was trying to say that's the, that's D-line gonna be the big 5, 10, key 5. right there. Yeah, and their I think the broad jump is really big with D lineman shows mm-hmm. explosion and burst. Um, so anyway, those are the guys who are invited to the combine. Um, that's the news there for the Longhorns. But that's also other Longhorn football related news for a current Longhorn, uh, Savion Red reported by our good friends over inside Texas. Uh, and Eric Nyleen was the first one to do it, so I'll give him props. Um, they are reporting that Savion Red, the sophomore, 5'10", 210 pounds, is switching and transitioning to running back. Uh, and he says that they are doing it because they want more running back depth. They like their front-line guys, Jonathan Brooks, Kieran Robinson, Jaden Blue, uh, and Cedric Baxter, of course, and Trey Wisners. They only got five scholarship running backs. That's the five. Um, but they want – and remember, Brooks and Blue are just coming off of injuries. They want more depth there, uh, and Savion Red could be that guy. I like the move, and because you're, you're deep at wide receiver now yep. too, you started talking about him. And you that's got, a long, that's a yeah, deep room. You got Jay Wood, you yep. got Nayor coming back, and now you got the kid from Georgia, um, yep. Ad Mitchell. Yep. Um, you still got X Men coming there. You got the youngsters, uh, John Tate Cook coming Casey in. Casey Kane too. You Casey still got Casey Kane, Kane in that still room. got Brennan Thompson's in yep. that room. You're deep at wide receiver right now. And Savion Red last year, he played some wide receiver. I think he had six receptions, thirty-four something yards. Mm. But strangely enough, most of his yards were after uh, after the catch, and right. all of them within four or five yards of the line of scrimmage or even behind the line of scrimmage, which shows you they were using him basically as a check down anyway. His yards after the catch were really high, around seven and a half yards after the catch. And really, that's what you want in a running back. You want someone who's going to be there for the check down that can get you yards after the catch. He's one of those guys, he's physically stout, um, built like a you know a running back, uh, 5'10", 2'10". Uh, got, a, got a great uh, kind of center of gravity there for a mm-hmm. running back. And in high school, he was a utility guy that, would, that could play all types of positions. Came in as an athlete, played some Wildcat quarterback, and had over 1,300 rushing yards and 20 rushing touchdowns in his senior year. And you guys know I've said the future of football is positionless football. I've been talking about it for five years now. <laughs> and uh, it's been now a big talking point, of course, at the NFL level, too. I think Sark needs to invest more in positionless football. This could be a step in that direction, along with guys like Keelan Robinson, who can provide some multiplicity um, to the offense. Uh, guys like J.T. Sanders at the tight end position, naturally a guy you can move around the chessboard as well. And Jay Witt is one of those guys who came in as a running back, and he's an athlete that can play wide receiver. You can move those guys around the chessboard, and you can really violate a lot of the rules that 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 bind defenses these days with just those simple uh you know violations if you will of positionless football which channels become famous for yeah I, I i keep looking at that too and and i was thinking about it when you start looking at the changes that have happened you mentioned um baxter you mentioned keelan robinson and jonathan brooks but when you move him into that running back room is creating a roshan johnson type of thought right 
a guy that can play any type of position on the field and do whatever it takes. And if you can put him in a spot where he's going to be that explosive back coming out of the backfield so you don't have to use a Keelan Robinson in that situation, I think that's going to be huge. And the other part of it, too, this is something that I was thinking about when you start looking at all the wide receivers we possibly have. This is somebody that might be able to return some kickoffs for you as well. It's not a bad idea. Try to put him out there, and and if he's that explosive and he gives you that home run threat – don't be afraid to use them in different ways. I'm with you on that. Yeah. If he's a playmaker, you yeah. can find different ways to get in the football. That's what I love about guys who have that expansive skill set, that versatility in their skill set, because it's easy to find ways to force feed them the football. Yeah. If I can move them around the chessboard in different places, I can just manipulate matchups yep. across the defense. And that's what I think Savion Red can give. And, and I don't know how much, you know, how serious they are about this. Hell, it could be a move to try to push them off the roster. I have no idea. Yeah, it, it that has be, happened yeah, before. Yeah, it could be moved like, you know, yeah. moving the running back. He'll get frustrated and then he'll decide to transfer. We need that roster spot anyway. That I'm not saying that's true. the case, but that kind of stuff does happen. We've seen it happen before. <laughs> it happens more than people yeah. know. Because <laughs> right now, exactly. Right now, he's going to the bottom of the running back yep. uh, depth chart right now. Right. And I'm sure he can go there and prove himself. He battled through the, the wide receiver room and ended up getting reps at wide receiver. Absolutely. Which is hard to do in Sark's offense. So mm-hmm. I'm not doubting the young man. I'm just saying right now, we have no idea where it's going to go. The the high upside of that conversation, or at least the most optimistic view of it, is Savion Red is going to be a weaponized in positionless football. And Sark has an idea idea of how he wants to do that mm-hmm. um, I think the I don't know the worst case scenario the most p- pessimistic view of it is man they're trying to push this dude off the roster and they don't really like him and they put him at the bottom of the depth chart at running back and they're like all right, uh, fend for yourself man yeah good, good luck, luck. Good, yeah <laughs> good luck good, with that good luck with that young man yeah yeah so uh, we don't know you yep. have no idea. We don't look at it from the pe- the the, off- the optimistic view, not the pessimistic view. That hey, this is a move to try to uh, manufacture depth at running back and also to weaponize Savion Red in a positionless football manner. Yeah, I'm but, down with that. Yes, yeah, we. Can I'm down with that. So, yeah. All right, what you got coming up for Harsh Knock Life? I wanted to talk a little bit about this free agent market and what is going to be out there and who are each team should be prioritizing to pick up in the free agency because there's a lot of teams that need different players. And there was an article that was written, and I wanted to get y'all's thoughts on that as well. Let me guess. You're going to start with them Cowboys. Uh, you know I am. <laughs> <laughs> Always a good place to start. All right, we'll come right back. Hearts Knock Live right here on Ball Don't Lie, 104.9 The Horn. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Ladies and gentlemen, guys and dolls, the main event of the evening for your entertainment and pleasure. Mike, you have to be so combative. Now, I probably wouldn't say this in front of white folks. But in front of your own speaking, my man. He has emotional anger issue problem. Hey, are you Dirty Mike and the boys? I'm Mike Lowry. Michael! Oh, that's funny. Michael! Welcome back to Midweek Movie Mix edition of Ball Don't Lie. And the movie that we were dealing with was The Harder They Come, Jamaican. 
We had that reggae, reggaeton music playing all day, and I love it, Patrick. So keep up the great work, my man. It's your boy Harbaugh Hard. You can follow me on Twitter at Harbaugh Hard. You can follow my man Rod Babers at Rod Babers, and you can follow the man that's in charge of every uh, thing that we do around here. Is that's my man. It's Patrick Davis. You can be a part of the show as well. Hit us up on the Specs text line, 512-337-3776. Well, as we know, the NFL is getting ready to celebrate the Super Bowl. We're expecting a big game. We'll get into Super Bowl conversations uh, for the rest of the week. But some of the things that we wanted to talk about has to do with what's next for particular teams as they head into the offseason. Who's going to pick up? Uh, who are who's your favorite team going to make a move and try to go get to fill in some of those gaps that they have had throughout the season where you can see some glaring issues that you might want to uh, make up for. And there's a bunch of teams that are going to be making a bunch of moves, but I wanted to start with the Dallas Cowboys. As you know, the biggest problem that the Cowboys have had throughout this season was trying to figure out who's that other wide receiver. They were doing it by committee. And at the NFL level, if you don't have a quarterback like a Patrick Mahomes, you most of the time you're not going to survive with that. you got to have some one-two uh, punch where you can make sure that those guys are going to be there for you. And one of the names that we keep looking at for the Dallas Cowboys is somebody that we talked about at the beginning of last week when all this conversation started originally was Juju Smith-Schuster. Juju's going to be a guy. He's playing in the Super Bowl this this uh, Sunday, yep. so we'll get a good chance to look at him. And we know what he was when he was with the the Pittsburgh Steelers. He was trying to get out of that shadow of AB, really, and trying to become his own man. And then he went off, and it wasn't as good for him with Ben Roethlisberger. He was he was dealing with injuries. He wanted to hang out. He was doing a lot of social media stuff. Well, you hadn't heard much from him on the social media um, stance, at least I haven't, to where it's like he's not posting as much as he used to because I used to see him doing stuff all the time. Well, he got focused this year. He was targeted 101 times. He had 78 receptions, almost had 1,000 yards receiving, but he only had uh, three touchdowns this year. But he would have been a perfect slot guy for the Dallas Cowboys. He mm. would have been another uh, weapon for Dak to look for, whether it was CeeDee Lamb, Dalton Schultz, or Juju Smith-Schuster. Mm-hmm. He might have been a major part of what the Cowboys are doing. And and we know that Jerry said it. We, we failed on the wide receiver part of it because we expected a lot from Jalen Tober. We expected a lot from uh, – Washington, he ended up getting let go. So there is a void that was there, and Jerry now knows that we need to bring in another weapon. So Juju Smith-Schuster is someone that I would look at this offseason, depending on the financial obligation that you would have to put out there. Mm -hmm. He's somebody that I would definitely want to pay attention to, a little bit more attention for. Uh, The Houston Texans. Uh, Houston Texans, even though that we've all realized that they're supposed to be doing something on the offensive side of the ball, we, we think that they've got good defense and they're going to make some changes. And now that they got D'Amico Ryan, obviously, you know, D'Amico is going to be trying to shore up mm-hmm. that defensive void over there and try to find some different places. And one of the people that he has history with that a lot of people may not know this name, you may remember this name, Emmanuel Mosley. He's a defensive back as well, and he plays with Sam Fran, Mm -hmm. which he knows D'Amico, and he's somebody that may come in and be able to fit a void 
right away because you already have Petrie you've at, at the secondary at the safety position when you got um uh Stingley at a defensive back and you need another one on the mm-hmm. opposite side so if you can bring in another defensive back shore up that back end because until you can get pressure on the quarterback you want to make sure that your back end is good so that is somebody that I would look at as well to possibly bring in to help out with that some of the other teams, and this has got to affect uh, Tony Pollard in this one. Uh, obviously, Cowboys or Cowboy fans would love to keep Pollard, get rid of Zeke. Obviously, that's mm-hmm. the that's the plan, and that's what everybody on the outside would be saying. But on the inside, Jerry is somebody that has been saying that he wants to keep Zeke. He wants to keep all parties involved, yep. and he wants to try to make it work. But if for some reason it does not work, a team to pay attention to for uh, Tony Pollard's services, he had a, a 193 attempts, and he went over 1,000 yards with nine touchdowns. No fumbles, by the way. No fumbles mm-hmm. lost, by the way. Um, it's a little crazy to think about, but the Denver Broncos with Sean Payton. Yeah, Think about how Sean Payton mm-hmm. uses his running backs, and he's had Alvin Kamara. He's had Reggie Bush. He's had a bunch of different uh, running backs that can catch the ball out of the backfield, pick up some blocks, and be effective in the running game as well. So Tony Pollard, even though he's got uh, Javante Williams over there and a couple other guys in the backfield, I think that that might be a good place for him Hmm. and Russell Wilson if we ended up having to lose him. I don't want to lose him. I think he could be a major contributor to the success of the Dallas Cowboys as well. But point. but that is somebody that I am looking at that could possibly help them out. Uh, another team that will be playing in the Super Bowl, obviously the Kansas City Chiefs, a name to pay attention to because it looks like Frank Clark may be gone from this team because he gets a lot of he he's done a lot for that organization, but I don't know if they really want to pay him that much more, mm-hmm. and I, he may be demanding so much yeah. more. He might go out there and be MVP and think, hey, you got to give me more money this weekend. <laughs> a name to pay attention to and is closer to home because he played at UTSA, uh, Marcus Davenport of the New Orleans Saints. He's somebody that is, uh, let's just say he can get to the quarterback, and he's been known to get to the quarterback, and he's done that a lot in his career. He recorded just um, – he's he only had a half a sack in 15 games last year, which is terrible. But what we talk about, <laughs> what do we terrible. always, what do we always talk about? Pressure rate, right? Mm-hmm. Making sure you can get to the uh, pr- quarterback. He had a 19 percent pass rush win rate over the past three seasons. Mm-hmm. Ranks 14th in that. Pro Football Focus had him at 14.2 pressure rate, and he ranks 17th amongst pass rushers. Bottom line is, dude it. gets to the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Dude gets to the quarterback. And it'll come cheaper. And he's going to definitely pressure, come cheaper. Pressure because doesn't cost as much. And the biggest name that I wanted to ask you, there's two names that I wanted to ask you guys about. And let me get your thoughts on this. Josh Jacobs and Odell Beckham Jr. Odell Beckham Jr. is somebody that we have talked about. Cowboys looked at him. They're still talking about kicking the tires on him seeing if he wants to come, if he's going to be healthy, and seeing what's next for Odell Beckham Jr. But remember when Randy Moss and Chad Ochocinco, when they were at the tail end of their careers, where'd they end up going? New England Patriots. He loves that. And Bill Belichick, as long as you're working hard, he don't care what you do. Mm -hmm. Obviously, he don't want a lot of people around the locker room. He don't want you out there talking too much. 
But Odell Beckham Jr. is at a position to where Bill O'Brien's back there. Mac Jones is the quarterback, and he's. Mm. I think Bill O'Brien's going to be good for Mac Jones. Let's put it like this. Rod, you and I would be good for Mac Jones after what he went through <laughs> last year. <laughs> Anybody but Matt Patricia. Anybody but Joe Judge. Joe Judge. Yeah. So I'm looking at New England Patriots probably trying to make a run at Odell. Obviously, Odell's trying to get money because he got he, he made the silly decision of taking his money last year or a couple years ago with the Rams in crypto, and then that mm-hmm. kind of failed him. So now he's trying to get a payday. That would be the only reason why I would think he wouldn't go there because I don't, New England is not going to pay a bunch of money, but that is a team to pay attention to as well in mm-hmm. his sweepstakes. And the biggest name for me is Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs led the NFL in rushing on a on a year where they didn't they didn't pick up his fifth year option. Yep. His rookie contract is up. Now he's at that point where he can get big time money. What about him in um Miami? Josh Jacobs going to Miami mm. with that with that play caller mm. and Mike McDaniel and how he does the running game. The only criticism is he doesn't he's not fast and Mike McDaniel won't speed everywhere. Yeah, that is true because all of his love, all of his running back there was a track team there. Yeah, and, uh, he it, loves people. I I, I like it. I like yeah. it, but I don't know if Mike McDaniel's will like as much because he's a speed guy. He won't speed. Yeah, yeah, everywhere, even at running back. That is Remember? true. He still had Mostert there at one point. Too. Yeah, 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 Mostert was one yeah. of his. Chase Edmonds. Yeah, you know, but I mean, some of those guys aren't healthy. You right? But Josh Jacobs is, and 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 he's a guy that has led the league in rushing and has a big rushing title. If not, do you think that he will re-sign with the uh, Raiders even after they did him dirty? Yeah, that's a good question. Because the Raiders back, are, wor- are are working on the mm. Patriots mindset of. We can go get another running back to do what you that's do. Well, that's, that's what we've been Patriots talking about, mindset. too. That's everybody's yeah. mindset. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's just the smart, rational mindset in the NFL, so I don't know if they bring him back. Yeah, yeah. the Raiders are really crapshoot this offseason of, you know, you could end up with Aaron Rodgers and mm-hmm. Josh Jacobs coming back and Devontae Adams and be competing at this high level, or your starting quarterback next year could be Stidham. You have no Josh Jacobs. And Devontae Adams is mad and wants out. Yeah, like he wants to get all, traded. Both those things are legitimate things that could happen right. to Vegas in the next few months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You right. And last but not least, our man Jimmy Garoppolo. Where do you Jimmy think he, where do you think Jimmy G ends up? Let's just remember this. In the A I mean in the NFC South, you have Matt Carell, Trask. Now mm-hmm. you might have David Carr. Let's say that can in New Orleans. In Tampa, you might want to look at Jimmy G coming in there. Mm. Or do you make that call back to Jameis? New yeah. regime, man. Yeah, there are like three or four teams that could, that should consider Jimmy G at least. Right, right. Um, and I think you just named the, hell, the, the, the Saints might need to consider it too. Yeah, if they don't get if, if they, they don't, don't get their car, they're yeah. just saying right now, considering the situation, they should be consider they should be looking at Derek Carr as an option and Jimmy G as an option. <laughs> no doubt, depending on which one is better, which one who's who's the offensive coordinator, Jared Carmichael? Is it Carmichael? Uh, not Jared Carmichael. Uh, no, his Jared? name is, his it's, name is Carmichael. It is Carmichael, but it's not Jared yeah, Carmichael. It's, uh, uh, God, I, I know his name. Too. But anyway, uh, whoever he decides is the best fit for the offense, it's not Jared Carmichael. Yeah. It's like a comedian. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I do like him. <laughs> I do, like, I do Pete, like Carmichael. Pete Carmichael. Yeah. Who is it? Pete Carmichael. Pete Carmichael. Yes, the, yeah, that doesn't go well together. Didn't yeah. sit and roll <laughs> off the tongue. Pete Carmichael. I didn't get that one. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. So I'm looking at that and, and trying to figure out 
who would be the choice for them. Because Atlanta, you got what is Desmond Ritter in mm-hmm. as, there as well. Yeah. But you drafted him, so you're going to give him the opportunity to play there. But if you go into that division, I mean, into that conference, the NFC South, you got a chance to win some games there, and Jimmy does not hurt you. That's right. I'm with you. So I heard uh, Joe Montana say he thinks that the, the 49ers should start Jimmy G next year. That's what Joe Montana said recently. Hey, man. He's a big Jimmy G fan, I think. That. Uh, me too. You are Jimmy. Yeah, you're I a big a Jimmy, Jimmy G, G guy. Fan. You're a big Jimmy G guy. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I like I like what he does, man. He doesn't make a lot of mistakes. He Like you said, Rob, he ain't going to kill you. But he ain't gonna take you to the promised land. <laughs> yeah, but all he does, but he'll get you there. He'll get he, wins. All he does is win, man. That's right. People don't like Jimmy G, but look at the look at the wins and losses. Right. Jimmy G does stack them up. And this is a great question right here, D'Amico mm-hmm. Ryan's. Do you think he would go for Jimmy G to bring him in to mentor whoever they draft? <sighs> is Jimmy G a good mentor? I would think so. I don't he think seem to, he don't seem to be a bad teammate. I don't Everybody think Jimmy G him. wants to sign a one year deal. Mm, and you and you're like, I don't. He's not gonna sign a three year deal, knowing that he's probably gonna right. get passed up in a year either. Right. So mm-hmm. it's not a bad look if you could do it, but I don't. I just don't. That doesn't seem as likely. Yeah. yeah. I, but you're to your point. I think Jimmy G would help a lot of teams, I and uh, I agree with that. He needs that opportunity somewhere. Uh, yeah. Well, Jimmy G will get picked up, but yeah. yeah, I wonder. That's a good point by Patrick. Will he get a long term deal? So how much do they value Jimmy G uh, coming in? Do they want to build around? Who wants to build around Jimmy G? Yeah. Or do you want Jimmy G to be your stopgap? That's a good point. I want to see how how old is Jimmy? Uh, he's see. talking about maybe thirty one, thirty two. Is he thirty one? Thirty one. Thirty one. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Somebody yeah. like that. I mean, that's, that's still young old. and QB. Yeah, yes. for sure. And, and Especially now they they won't hit you. Yeah, but then Jimmy G is fragile. Yeah. Jimmy G don't stay healthy. As 49ers fans would complain about, he doesn't stay healthy. You're not going to play 17 games with Jimmy G. You better have invest in your backup if Jimmy G's your guy. You better have a really good backup because your backup will play four games a year. <laughs> yeah. Guaranteed four yeah. games a year. Yeah. Yeah. At so, least. At least. Yeah, at least. So that's the thing with Jimmy G too. I like Jimmy G, but he's good looking and everything. Yeah, he's gonna be he's gonna hey. It's nice to look he's at. He's gonna bring the fans back. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't know if you wanna <laughs> build around Jimmy G, but stop gap, oh yeah. yeah. Stop gap until you figure out what you're doing at quarterback. That'd work for some teams. No doubt. Yeah. No. Uh, all right, good uh harsh knock like that. We come back, we got a little off the record on the other side. There are a ton of different topics we're gonna hit in off the record. So it'll be a smorgasbord uh, of off the record, if you will, right here on Ball Don't Lie, one of four nine horn. DD Mega Doodoo. I'm sorry, Mangoodoo. Once it's turned on, the sign will spell out Delhi Cat Essen. Well, well, I don't get a brain to comb. Congratulations. Continue good sex in, the, good sex in the Big East. Thank you, Jimmy. And boom goes the dynamite. It's time for another edition of Off the Record. Do it live. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. And thing sucks. All right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. Time for another edition of Off the Record. A couple of uh, random stories that I want to hit here. Uh, First of all, I need to remind everybody, Valentine's Day is coming up. (laughs) Right after Super Bowl Monday is Valentine's Day. Don't forget, all right? Put it in your phone, give yourself a little reminder, and don't listen to her or him 
when they say, oh, you ain't got to do nothing for Valentine's Day. You nope. Don't Order be stopping now. Don't be yeah. stopping at Walgreens and CVS. <laughs> oh, no. She going to find that long receipt in the car three days later. Yeah. You bought this seven minutes before you got home? Yeah. And you know what? That is still better than doing nothing. <laughs> All right? Your woman will appreciate you getting out there in the madness yeah. where everything's been, you know, pillaged and plundered and trying to get her something. So how about this story, guys? It, uh, this is from Lending Tree Survey. It says uh, 27% of their consumers, the folks who were surveyed uh, in a relationship with intentions to make purchases for Valentine's Day, said they expect that they may take on credit card debt as a result of their Valentine's Day purchase. Come on, man. Of that figure, 20% said maybe, while 7% said yes. Uh, nearly three quarters, on the other hand, do not foresee doing so for Valentine's Day. So they're not going to get into debt, basically, for Valentine's Day. Don't do that. No. So this is argument. Don't do, you, you shouldn't have to go really expensive on Valentine's Day. Uh, you, you should be able to be a ball on the budget for Valentine's It's one of those holidays. Right. If you know your significant other, you should be able to find little things that they particularly like. That aren't, you know, that aren't that expensive. Now, maybe you do got a high maintenance, you know, gold digger or something you're dating. And you know what? This should expose them. If you got somebody that's demanding diamonds every Valentine's Day, then you're with the wrong one. And that's you should have known that before. Exactly. Yeah, that's the, that's yeah. the beauty of skimping on a date every now and then. Yeah. If you're dating somebody, you do need to have a cheap date because if she just loses her ish on that date all because you decided mm-hmm. to be a ball on the budget. Well, yeah, you might. You probably the wrong one. Then don't worry. It's only going so far. Mm-hmm. So that's what I always learned too. I, I, yeah, I pulled the chick nick out on all the ladies. All right, little little picnic with little Chick Fil A, little Bud Light, always good. And ninety percent of the time, ladies loved it. Every now and then, lady wouldn't like it, and I knew like, oh yeah, you you ain't the one. It's all good. Yeah, you gotta change some things. Yeah, change up. it up. Yeah. So yeah, it, uh, it's a test in itself. All right. So don't be afraid. Don't be don't be cheap. To yeah. be be frugal. Don't be cheap. Don't be cheap. My dad was cheap. Be frugal. <laughs> I love my dad. My dad's cheap. My dad would rewash uh, like paper plates. <laughs> so that's cheap. <laughs> we, I'm serious. We, yeah, that's cheap. Every time you say that, dude, I cannot. I'm, I'm, no. I'm envisioning this. No. It, it, hey, man, it, you better go wash that off. Wash that off. How about, hey. about, about plastic forks? Um, we never really use plastic forks a lot, so no, we never used them. I guess he didn't want to buy plastic forks. Okay. We would, uh, when he would go to Luby's, we would, um, make our own lemonade. That was always fun. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, because Pops uh, wouldn't buy the lemonade. Like, That's $2 for lemonade? No. <laughs> lemons and sugar at the table, water's free. How many lemons can We're I get good. right now? Oh, dude, we got, I became really good at making my lemonade. That stuff was like Chick-fil-A worthy <laughs> lemonade I was making at Luby's, man. Get my Luann platter in my lemonade. Check you for diabetes. I was old. Poor. Exactly. <laughs> diabetes. Diabetes. Uh, but anyway, that's a random little nugget out there about uh, Valentine's Day. Okay, how about this? Commercial I, Valentine. It that's is. what it is. It's yeah. all commercial. Hey, man, because of the, what, the five, six months that we spend obsessed with football, Yeah, I think we owe it to our significant others who may not be into football like that. I was going to say, they, if you can marry somebody that's into football that oh, way, yeah, you win do it. it. You You're winning. Good. Yeah. My wife is into football, actually, like that. So you good. So I am good in that regard, too. Uh, but still, if you're not, then this is kind of your... This is the day you got to pay that debt yeah. <laughs> for, for not paying attention to your significant other for that long. And it's all good. Yeah. Um, but how about y'all know the name Eden Polani? 
Oh, yes. I know who you're about to go with. Okay. Yep. Eden Polani. She is the latest love interest. I, lo- I use that term loosely. Yeah. Um, lust interest is probably more appropriate of Leonardo DiCaprio. She's more of a time limit. She Yes, because he does not date women over 25. No. You know what? It ain't. If you can do that, if you have that luxury, go ahead. That's awesome mm-hmm. for you. Um, he's 48. She's 19. 48. So the uh, rumor 19. mill says that this is the latest lady that he's dating. 19. So what are we thinking? That's, you know, it, is, is, is this gap getting a little too ridiculous? He's 48 and she's 19. You're talking about damn near 30 years. Does it creep you out? Would you date? If yep. you were in Leo's situation, would you date someone who was damn near 30 years younger than you? I, I'm not uh, doing that. I would. It, it, it kind of creeps me out. I can't imagine hanging out with a 19-year-old for more than 30 minutes now. I, I, gr- I, I, I can't imagine. Yeah. I can't imagine. Like, unless he was thinking, like, I could watch a game with someone. Probably, But if we were like, hey, let's just have a conversation. I feel like our two worlds would be so far apart. Very I agree. Much so. I'm with that you. I'm like every time I have to be like, no, remember when this happened? They go, no. <laughs> yeah, actually, I hey, do. Hey, in Seinfeld. It was Twenty you years mean that, ago, you were in Seinfeld, and you'd be like, the show like that my grandpa watched. And you're like, no, <laughs> right? They wouldn't get any of your references. No, no. none of your references. Nothing. And I'm with you. I don't know what he has. I'd have to keep on my phone, like on the download, googling stuff they said. <laughs> be like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> all but leo dates nothing but young women yeah. so he probably relates better than all of us yeah. like you said we don't hang around 19 years but he no. actually hangs around 20 23 year old 22 years all the time yeah so i don't so i so leo probably is it better off than than us i guess he can he can relate i i can't i would i would i think at the low if i was at 48 i'm 42 now so i'm going on 43 mm-hmm. i think the youngest that i would date would probably be like 25 there you go Boom! I would, I would. That'd be my cut if I was Leo. Ah, twenty five. Because I would try to keep it up with my age a little, you know, close to twenty, closer to twenty years <laughs> instead of thirty years. See, and that's that's that, that's 25. the whole thing. I got a thirty year old son. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That's creep- like yeah, that'd be yeah, creepy. Yeah, it's like oh that'd, man, let's go hang out. That'd be creepy. So I can holler at your friends. Like yeah, what? No, that's, that's that weird. weird. Yeah, I that's guess when he ain't got no kids though. No, no. That's no. why Leo can do this too. You yeah. ain't got no kids. It's much easier to date younger women when you ain't got no damn yeah. kids. Cause you don't vi- you don't go to strip club and think of your daughter. He don't yeah. do that. So yeah. wait, say you go to strip club now, and you're like, oh man, I gotta yeah, get the hell out of exactly. here. Exactly. <laughs> is it isn't it crazy that he's got like blockbuster hits that came out before the women he dates? Blockbuster hits. Like Titanic's mm. 25 years old, right? That's a great point. You're right. Yeah. So right. he don't date anyone who was alive when Titanic came out. That would be a nice. So he has yeah. to go like when he. So when he says stuff like, he's like he's like oh we're shooting that. That's like somebody coming to us and telling us like I remember when all along the waterfront and I was like Marlo Brando talked to us about his movies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the reference points. No, you're right about that. I didn't even think about that, but you're right. Some of these ladies won't even get his references to his own damn movies. Yeah, that he's making. <laughs> I was a child actor when when your parents weren't even born yet. <laughs> That is pretty crazy, yeah. man. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Leo, man, he keeps doing it. He's going to be like Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson is like that. Is he? Oh, yeah, that's right. He Jack is Nicholson like is still that. a bachelor, right? Jack Nicholson. Yeah, he'll, I believe so. He doesn't show up in the Lakers games anymore. Though. And he'll die back. Yeah, you're right. He wasn't there for LeBron's thing. Yeah, he doesn't. I don't think he's. Think he's also, he's not doing thing. well. I don't know. I think he's just kind of stepped away from it now. Oh, I hope he's okay. Well, he's probably, probably like. Nicholson. 
Probably I'm tired of everybody doing this. Yeah. There's all these people that don't even like basketball sitting in these seats. <laughs> I need to get everybody out of here. You can't handle the truth. You can't handle the truth. <laughs> Damn good reference. See, these women wouldn't even get that See, reference. See, they wouldn't. They wouldn't even get the they right thing. She'd be like, why Charge, are you yelling? <laughs> I can't handle the truth. If you just told it to me, I couldn't handle exactly. it. <laughs> you know, it's, a, it's a movie reference. It's a long time ago. I will say Tom Cruise looked the same. So hey! that's what we go with. Yep. You're damn right about that. Damn, his plastic surgeon is just awesome, whoever he is. Or she. All right, we'll come right back. Right <laughs> here on Bond Don't Lie, 104.9 The Horn.